For some reason, Shilin thought that he was both silly and pitiful, and then turned to ask, Will his injuries heal? One of the imperial doctors wrapped new layers of bandages around the child's head and replied, Not a problem. Shailin finally felt relieved and nodded. Thank you for all your hard work. Just then, an attendant entered to notify them of the imminent arrival of His Majesty the King and Queen. Each of the Imperial Doctors immediately stood up and exited the infirmary to greet them. Shailin moved the child to the bed and said, Lie down for a bit and rest. He then thought the child was afraid of strangers and so many people crowding in might scare him. So Shailin lowered the bedside curtains before also rising to his feet. A number of guards and attendants surrounded the king and queen as they walked into the pavilion. The queen's face was pale. My dear child, why did you return all of a sudden after having just left the palace? Were you hurt outside? Mother, please be at ease, Shailin said. I wasn't hurt. It was someone else who was wounded. Just then, Chirong called out from the corner, Auntie, save me. Only then did the queen notice Chirong on the side, firmly held by Feng Xin and arrested, and she was shocked. She was only worried about the well-being of her son and completely ignored everything else. But now that she saw, she asked, Rong R, what's happened? The king, on the other hand, slightly knitted his brows. Feng Xin, why are you holding Prince Xiao Jing like a criminal? When his majesty arrived, Feng Xin should have bowed in greeting like Mu Qing and all the others. But because he had Qi Rong in hand, he couldn't let go and thus entered into an awkward situation. Xilin spoke up. It was under my command. Qi Rong held up his right arm. Auntie, my arm is broken. The queen hadn't had the chance to sympathize before Shilian cut in harshly. You broke an arm, but what about that child? What child? the king asked. A ten-year-old child, Shilian answered, powerless, vulnerable, and already weak. Chirong sent his lackeys to beat him up. If not for his tenacity, he would have been beaten to death on the spot. Chirong looked as if he had just heard a joke, his eyes widening. A powerless, vulnerable, ten-year-old child? Weak? Cousin, you don't know just how vicious, how savage, how spunky that little fiend was. He only pretends to be pathetic in front of you. I called for five or six guys, and they still couldn't catch the brat. He thrashed and bit them until they were bloodied all over. If he didn't anger me, why would I have dragged him behind the horse carriage? Hearing this, both the king and the queen's faces dropped. Shailin took in a deep breath and shouted, Enough! Do you think that what you've done is impressive? Chirong wasn't one to shy away from showing his face. He was so arrogant and ostentatious that there was no reason the citizens of the capital did not see him. And after they had seen, there was no reason he wouldn't become the talk of the city as after-meal leisure. The king gave the queen a look, his expression slightly blue. Take Prince Xiao Jing away. Doctor, see to his arm. The golden carriage will be permanently confiscated. You are to be detained 
and to reflect on your actions for a month without release. The guard behind him immediately acknowledged the order and moved forward to take Chirong. Only then did Feng Xin let go. Chirong no longer cared and humphed. Take it, take it. I already knew that today would have been the last chance to drive it. Hearing that he possessed no repenting heart, the queen sighed sadly. Shelian spoke up. Looks like with only a month of detention to reflect, he will still do this again next time. There needs to be stricter discipline. Chirong was taken aback and stammered angrily. Cousin Crown Prince, you... But the next moment, he switched gears. Fine, then I admit, this time it was my fault. No matter how His Majesty punishes me, Chirong has no complaints. His next words changed the subject's direction. However, shouldn't Cousin Crown Prince's servant also be punished? Uncle, Auntie, my arm was broken by Feng Xin. Hearing this, the king instantly moved his gaze to Feng Xin looking outraged. Feng Xin lowered his head and Wu Qing inconspicuously moved two steps away. The king said coldly, Feng Xin, you are the crown prince's bodyguard. The crown prince treats you well and regards you highly, but have you forgotten your own place? What is this arrogance? Your duty is to serve his highness. Is this how you serve him? You dare raise a hand against the crown prince's cousin, Prince Xiao Jing? Hearing his words, Feng Xin was ready to kneel, but Xuelian stopped him. Don't kneel. Feng Xin obeyed Xuelian's commands first and foremost. Even under the king's orders, his priority was his highness, and so he instantly straightened again. Seeing this, the king became even more upset. It's true that Feng Xin broke Qirong's arm, but the reason was to protect the master, Xuelian said. Besides, Chirong was at fault first, not Feng Xin. So why must he kneel? It doesn't matter why, the king said. Either way, he's offended Prince Xiao Jing. There's a difference between masters and servants. A distinction of superior and inferior. Never mind if I, the king, was to make him kneel. If I were to punish him with one hundred lashings, there wouldn't be anything inappropriate about it. Although the king wasn't as affectionate toward Chirong as the queen was, Chirong was still nevertheless of the royal household, never to be disobeyed or offended. Chirong knew this very well and said with a sidelong glance, no need for a lashing punishment. He belongs to cousin crown prince. I don't want to make things awkward. As long as he breaks his own arm and kneels to kowtow before me three times, I can let this go. The king nodded slowly, looking to consent on the decision. However, Shilin spoke up. If you must punish Feng Xin, then you must punish me first. He's my servant. First of all, he's done nothing wrong. And second of all, if he was at fault, it was still done under my orders. So I will take punishment on his behalf. Hearing him say this, the king became outraged once more. All fathers and sons in this world must go through this change. When the son was young, they would all idolize their fathers as the greatest hero on earth, their own personal role model, their worship apparent. However, when the son matured to a certain age, 
They would start to question everything the father did, even brew revulsion, until, in the end, neither side would acknowledge each other. To enter Mount Sung for training, Xielian's fundamental objective was to improve his martial arts and search for the direction of his heart. However, he never cared for where he trained, nor with what identity. The word Dao for cultivation meant exactly as it appeared, which was to walk the path. As long as one's heart was set on the path with one mind, then training could be done anywhere. He didn't need to follow any dictated norms, nor enter the Royal Holy Pavilion. But there was another reason why Shilin had begged to train on Mount Tersung, and that was because he felt that he didn't really get along with his father. As the Honourable Crown Prince of Shenle, the moment Shilin was born, the King of Shenle had already drawn out every detail of the path of his life. It was all right when he was young. A child had few worries, and Shilin only needed his parents to build gold foil palaces with him to play around and laugh. As the years went by, Shilin felt more and more that his father wasn't only a father, but also the ruler of a kingdom and many of their thoughts and actions could no longer concur. For example, the so-called royal prestige was one of the things Shilin hated. If they couldn't agree, then it was best to stay far away. Every time he returned to the palace, he spent more time conversing with his mother and never had any heart-to-hearts with his father. The two never took the initiative to talk to each other either, and it was also the queen who always mediated between them. The father and son had maintained this frozen relationship for many months, and now, with Shilin stubbornly refusing to back down, the king said, Very well, take his place if you must. Let's see if you can actually withstand it. Of course I can, Shilin retaliated. The queen saw that the two of them were butting heads again, and anxiously said, Why must it be like this? Just then, Feng Xin, who hadn't spoken a word, suddenly raised his left arm and struck down on his right. There was a loud crack. The crowd was startled and looked to see the sound and saw that his right arm was dropped limply, exactly like Qi Rong's. Xilin was both shocked and furious. Feng Xin, he shouted. Cold sweat rolled down Feng Xin's forehead and without a word, he knelt down before Chirong and kowtowed three times. Chirong was feeling rather proud and laughed out loud. All right, I guess I'll forgive you. Why couldn't you have done this earlier? Even though his arm was broken too, when he left, he looked energized and refreshed, as if he had fought a winning battle. As for Feng Xin, he was still kneeling on the ground, and Mu Qing stood on the sidelines watching, his expression gloomy but his thoughts unreadable. Xilin whipped around to face his father, yelling angrily, You! Feng Xin grabbed Xilin with his left arm. Your Highness, he said. The queen also put her hands on him to pull him back. Xilin knew that Feng Xin had followed him since the age of 14 and was cared for deeply by the queen. He only did this because he couldn't bear to see the queen sad over the dispute between father and son. If Shailin threw a foot now, then Feng Xin's efforts would go to waste. So he swallowed his outrage 
but the fire continued to burn inside his heart. The king finally looked appeased and left with a grim expression. The queen had always liked Feng Xin. She sighed, My child, we've wronged you. Please don't say that, your majesty. This was my duty, Feng Xin replied. Hearing this, Mu Qing's eyes squinted like he'd snorted coldly. Xielian, however, closed his eyes. Mother, if you really can't handle Qirong, then lock him up. The queen sighed, nodded, then shook her head, and then left too. Xielian asked for one of the imperial doctors to tend to Feng Xin's right arm and apologized. Feng Xin, I'm sorry. Once the crowds had cleared, Feng Xin immediately changed face and clicked his tongue. This is nothing. I dared to hit him. So how could I be scared of his revenge? After a pause, he advised, Your Highness, of course it's right for you to discipline Qi Rong, but don't be resentful of His Majesty. His Majesty is the king and a figurehead of the older generation, so he thinks differently to us. Seeing the two of you fight makes the queen sad. She has her difficulties too. And how could Shilian not know his mother's difficulties? The mother of Chirong was the younger blood sister of the queen, and they got along really well. When she was young and immature, at the first bloom of romance, she thirsted for freedom, listened to words of honey, and broke off a good engagement to elope with a bodyguard in the palace. Who knew that the one she had chosen was villainous, one who was born of nobility, was stuffed into a doghouse-like shack, and after only half a year, the villain revealed his true nature, drunken and violent. After Chirong was born, he became even more abusive. Finally, the mother couldn't take it any more, and when Chirong turned five, she took him and ran away from home. Because she had become a royal scandal, she closed the door and no longer stepped foot outside. She spent the rest of her life in grim depression only showing particular love and devotion to her only son. During an upheaval, Chirong's mother lost her life saving the queen, and before she passed, she asked Shilian's mother to look after Chirong. Of course, the queen did her utmost. However, it was still awkward raising someone else's son. Discipline was difficult, too strict, and it did appear to be abuse. Thinking of past love and friendships, she could hardly be so harsh. Too lax, and it had turned out to become the behaviour seen today. And without stricter restraints, it could only get worse in the future. The Queen also wondered often. She raised Shilian and Chirong almost the same. So why were their characters so different? Just then, Shilian suddenly remembered that there was a small child still lying on the bed in the infirmary. He raised the bedside curtain to check, and that child was sitting up, looking like he was trying to peek out of some crack to watch. The moment Shilian raised the curtain, he laid down obediently. Shilian said, Did we scare you with the fight just now? Don't let it bother you. It has nothing to do with you. Your Highness, this little kid's wounds have been tended to. Now he only needs quiet rest. One of the imperial doctors said. Shilin dipped his head slightly. Thank you for your hard work. He then bent down again to ask the child. 
Where do you live? I'll take you home. The child shook his head. No home, he said. Feng Xin approached him, holding the arm that was now in a sling. No home? So he really is a little beggar? Seeing that this child was emaciated and small, his clothes filthy and unkempt, it wasn't impossible. If he had no home to return to, they couldn't possibly leave him at the palace, nor could they throw him out on the streets. Shailen pondered for a moment, then said, If that's the case, then let's bring him back with us to Mount Tessa. Unexpectedly, Muching suddenly spoke up. He's lying. Thank you.